I think this is going to be a stew pod unlike any other, Chris. I think, I think uh, we're going to do something kind of off the wall today. And I think the people are going to be better off for it. This is the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast, the Stew Pod. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Swick. And I'm nervous. <laughs> you know what it is, man. You know, I know you know what, what I have planned for the people today. Yes, and everyone should be afraid right now. <laughs> it's pretty uh pretty quiet week as far as baseball goes. It's you know, right now we're we're most eyes are prepping for the Super Bowl. Um, most of the big free agents are off the market. We're kind of in that that funky place between, you know, major free agent signing and us moving towards spring training so you know like the things we've seen this week are promos and bobbleheads and and spring training caps and and all that kind of stuff which is all well and good but i don't know that we have a ton to talk about it on the podcast uh there have been a few signings doug fister ended up with the astros uh this week which i think could work out well for both sides um what what else have i missed chris is there is there was there any other no, that's week? Is that it? that's really about it. The now way, that the, Cespedes is off the board, it's just kind of uh, waiting for the next batch. I mean, you're right. There's no more elite free agents, so we're going to just see guys like Doug Fister get signed the next couple weeks, and that's going to be the big news. The Triple A team that wants to build a lazy river—that's uh, that's big news right? this week. Yeah, that's actually I love it. I love that idea, by the way. Well, I mean, we're less than a month away from teams reporting to camp, so like that's something I'm legitimately excited about, even though. That will really mean nothing and result in no big news or stories other than like, ooh, this guy is in great shape. Oh, you're talking. Uh, I thought you were talking about the lazy river. Oh, spring training. Yeah, that's exciting. No, now I'm just I'm just <laughs> trying to get people excited that like we're less than a month away. All you need to do is figure out a hobby for the next like three weeks, and then at least your favorite team, some of the players, will be reporting to camp. Well, I want to talk about I want to talk about some free agents still left on the market. I want to do that. I want to talk about the spring training caps. Um, yes. So I think we'll get to all that later in the show. Uh, Bad News Ramen is coming for three strikes, of course. But the thing that stood out to me this week, Chris, that we haven't talked about, and people are going to get upset, and I'm sorry, but John Rocker came out and endorsed Donald Trump. And it was the you know perfect marriage of, of two people, really. I mean, they're, they're both professional attention seekers. Uh, they both have diarrhea of the mouth. Um they they both I think say things just to you know get a rise out of people and and I wrote about this I got the emails telling me that you know the stick to sports and the tweets telling me that I'm a political hack disguised as a sport writer sports writer and all this stuff and in the face of all that Chris I, I'm doubling down we are going deeper into Donald Trump and John that's Rock. good I love it yeah. embrace the troll <laughs> and Chris you're gonna be the guinea pig here. Um, I've decided we should play a game. It's going to be All a great right. game. It is called Who Said It, John Rocker or Donald Trump? Well, this should just be great fun for everybody. <laughs> well, you're so going to be just... you're going to have to be the one who figures out who said it. So, right. uh, I hope it's the most fun for you. Okay. I've I've come up I've come up with that. I think I have 20 quotes and you're going to have Holy to Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are short, you know. Some of them All are right. tweets. So, um, I've I've decided to to make this a game of skill though. Or to make it actually matter, because one thing we've known in baseball is when the results mean something, the game is much more entertaining. Okay. So, you know, rather than this just being a spring training game that doesn't count, I'm, I'm going to kind of actually put you um, in, into something where you need to win. So, I'm giving, there's 20 of these. If you get 12 correct, I will, I will send you a prize. 
All right. I will use my Amazon Prime and like send something to your house. Amazing. That is, that is great. Um, last time I sent you something that was coffee, it will be better than coffee. It's not going to... I mean, I I hope it's not like a John Rocker bobblehead. <laughs> well, strike that one <laughs> off the list, I guess. What if it's an autographed John Rocker bobblehead? No. Um, uh, I'll just tweet him and be like, hey, uh, send, send Chris a bobblehead, please. Sorry. got a nice bobblehead collection. I don't know if I need that stink at the place up you know he charges extra if you want his autograph with curse words in it so i'm not surprised hey chris f off john rocker um i i do i do have to say different than some other stew pods this is going to have some foul language just because of the people that we're talking about uh, oh. but but as a journalist you know i'm, I'm quoting others so i'm uh, i'm not myself when I, when I say the the s word a few times it's not me it is it is these people that we are quoting so Get that on the record. Chris, I, how are you feeling about this? How are you feeling about this challenge? Uh, mostly nervous. <laughs> but there's like a, there's a quiet excitement, I would say. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's start. Do it. All right. I'm ready. Okay. First one. This is, I think, kind of easy, but we'll see. Nowhere else in this country do people spit at you, throw bottles at you, throw quarters at you, throw batteries at you, and say, hey, I did your mom last night. She's a whore. I'm going to assume that's John Rocker. That is John Rocker, talking about the uh, the people of New York from the famous Sports Illustrated story. That one wasn't too bad. No, that, that That's the only one I took from Sports Illustrated, so I figured it was a good good way to lead us off. Okay. Uh, so you got that one right. Feeling good. I, got I actually need to I need to make an official score sheet here. I'm, I'm opening up my notebook, and I have a pen. So, Chris, you have one. You have one out of the right. 12 that you need. I feel good now, even though everything's going to get harder. I will start reviewing various political reporters and websites as to their professionalism and fairness. Many people asking for this. That sounds like a Donald Trump tweet. Donald Trump tweet, correct. Yeah. Good job. Deadspin's got, uh, Deadspin guys are total losers. They had their <laughs> oh, no. story stolen right from under their bad complexions. Other media capitalized. Okay, here's the problem. Deadspin makes me think rocker, but the the use of total losers, that's a Donald Trump saying. I like how you I like how you're breaking them down. Yeah. Uh I'm oh, this is this one's tough. I'm gonna go with John Rocker. Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, the total losers thing. I should have gone with that. In, in actually in relation to the Manti Teo story. That's what that was about. Oh, okay. Well, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> two you're two and one. Hey, you you're still on the right track, man. Okay. How does it feel being a sheep who is spoon-fed every opinion you have by the blathering talking head on TV? Did or do you ever find it odd that the only people that have ever accused me of being racist were journalists, the majority of which have never met me? I'm going to say this is another one that could go either way. But that's a, that's a John Rocker quote. That is a John Rocker yeah, that is from his uh, "Ask Me Anything" on Reddit. Which, if you that, that was a that was a spectacle, man. We have a yeah. I don't know if I can uh, don't go can don't go look it up because I think there's another one in here from that. So okay, all right, I won't but, cheat. But for the people listening, you, you can you can go back. We did like the top ten quotes from it or something. There's there's some stuff in there. <laughs> this country is much softer than I originally anticipated. It's only a matter of time before we get taken over by Iceland. Oh, this was a recent one. Uh, this is like this week. 
I know, I know, and now I can't remember who said it. Uh, is that was that, oh was that John Rocker? That was John Rocker. Yes. John Rocker. John Rocker tweet. Iceland man, watch out. At uh, were, they the, were they the bad guys in Mighty Ducks too? Maybe. Dude, John Rocker's been watching some Mighty Ducks lately. Hit him with a knuckle puck, John. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Does Bruce Jenner celebrate Father's Day this year? How does that go? Oh, God. Uh, like, that's almost interchangeable, I feel like. I know. That that could be, yeah, that could be either. And I don't know that there's really a way to break it down. Um, I don't, it, it, it's too, too direct for me. So I feel like that's John Rocker. That is also John Rocker. Yes. You're at five. You're getting there. I feel good now. I have never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. I don't. Okay, that could go either way. Uh, I'll just say Trump because you've hit me with a bunch of John Rockers lately. That is a Trump. Now you're man. breaking. Now you're breaking down my methods, man. I was trying to, you know, put these in an order that there was kind of no order, but. It's like those multiple choice tests yeah, where you answer yeah. C like five straight times and then you're like, this one can't be C. Amazing how the haters and losers keep tweeting the oh, name. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> That's a pretty famous but one. You should, con- you should continue the quote. Just You want, you want just me to say it? There. Yeah. Amazing how the haters and looters, losers keep tweeting the name fuckface Vaughn Clownstick. <laughs> like they are so original and no one else is doing it. Yeah, the haters and losers line, that gave it away. That's Trump. <laughs> All right. Um, That's a go-to for him. Yeah. What have you ever inspired besides numerous abortions? Wow. Rocker? That's Rocker. <laughs> oh. That's also from his from his Reddit, his Reddit thing. I don't even know. I don't... I can't imagine a question where that's an answer. But, okay... <laughs> John Rocker. Why is Obama playing basketball today? That is why our country is in trouble. Oh, that that seems like a Donald Trump tweet. Final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're really close to getting your... your I know. I uh, Apparently, I, I read too many Donald Trump tweets, and I don't know how I <laughs> do feel Do you follow about him on Twitter? I, I don't know. I don't think I do. I just think that... Enough of his crazy tweets get around that I just see them. Right. Uh, you're here because you're a 35-year-old waiter who lives in his mom's basement and has nothing better to do. Talk shit when you've actually done something with your life. Uh, that has to be rocker because the mother's basement line. That That's a sports thing. That's not a Trump thing. I like your I like your breakdown on these. That's not bad. I I know my insults, man. <laughs> um. Okay, where are we? Had to go. Had to go find myself. Actually, I had to move one down to to, to fool you because I I realized you Uh-oh. were going to. Uh, it was probably too close to a previous one. Okay. My Twitter has become so powerful that I can actually make my enemies tell the truth. Come on, that's a real quote. My Twitter has become so powerful. That I can actually make my enemies tell the truth. I that oh that's Donald Trump. 
That is Donald Trump. Wow. That, that, that was a tough one. That was the toughest one so far, I think. Chris, you're, you're at 11. You only need but one more. I kind of want to pin that tweet now. <laughs> Adopt it as my own personal motto. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. All right. I am your OG and I will be respected. <laughs> Isn't that Kanye West? Well, that's Kanye, yeah. Yeah. That could have been our third our third person to throw in this, right? That, that's Locker, okay, Trump, or Kanye. Um, but okay. but again, if that hadn't happened this week, I I would believe it was either Trump am, or Rocker. I am your OG. Um, all right, absolute certainties are a rare thing in this life, but one I think can be collectively agreed upon is the undeniable fact that the Holocaust would never have taken place had the Jewish citizenry of Hit Hitler's Germany had the right to bear arms and defend themselves with those arms. Oh man. Uh, Some deep see, stuff remember, right there. <laughs> I know. Well, I remember something like this in the political cycle a couple months ago. But really, you you remember people arguing about guns and politics? Because that mm -hmm. rarely happens. That I know. Hardly ever. But but I thought maybe some of the other candidates were involved and not Trump. It does seem like something Rocker would say. But I'm gonna go with Trump. Yes, John Rocker. I oh yes. Now, now I just feel good when you don't get it. That one hurts, man. I should have got that one. Sorry, haters and losers. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, losers and haters. But my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. Again, haters and losers, losers and haters. I got to say it's Trump. That's, that's why I moved it, Chris. Yeah. All right, you've achieved your, you've achieved your goal for the day. But, yes. Uh, do you want, you want to finish them off? Sure. There's, I think there's five more. So. All right. Uh, Robert Pattinson should not take Kristen Stewart back. She cheated on <laughs> this, him like a dog. Trump. And... This is Trump. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I know that one. Yeah, that's, that's, I've that's seen that that's one. That's a pretty a famous times. Donald Trump one. All right, so you're at you're at thirteen. Remember, new environment environment friendly light bulbs can cause cancer. Be careful. The idiot, the idiots who came up with this stuff don't care. Is that John Rocker? That's Donald Trump. Uh, that was a tough one. <laughs> Trump probably would have said the, the haters and losers and not the idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing how people can talk about me, but I'm not allowed to talk about them. That's John Rocker. That's Trump. Oh. Falling off after you get, after you, uh... I know, I'm, I'm too cocky now. Uh, everyone... It's slapper. It's slapper. Uh, excuse me. I'll try this again. Everyone, it's slap a liberal for good luck week. Have a good week. Slap a liberal across their cheek. God knows they're too weak to fight back. Rocker. <laughs> that is rocker. All right. Thank goodness. All right. So you're at fourteen. This is the last one. All right. How much joy do I get out of getting deep in the heads of weak-minded people? I'm way in there. Thanks for playing along, idiots. All right, so I'm taking context clues from the last Idiots one, and I'm going to say that's John Rocker. That is John Rocker. All right. You did you did pretty well, Chris. I think you did a 15 and... Or 16 out of 20, right? I think, yeah, I think you got... Or 16? I think you got 16 and 4 is what you did. Man, I don't know if I should be elated or ashamed. <laughs> uh, You've both? put me in a really strange spot. Both, maybe? With this one, Yeah.
I don't think I feel good about it. I hope that uh, hope that people had fun with it at least. I hope people had fun Same playing here. along. And uh, people who want to get mad at me for not sticking to sports. Sorry, I felt like that was kind of John Rocker. That was kind of sportsy though. We got we got a Deadspin reference in there. We got Bruce Jenner in there. Um, We got clown stick person. I'm not going to say the bad word again. Right, right. iTunes might give us an R rating or something. Yeah, that'd be bad. Might slap a slap an NC17 on us or something. (laughs) Well, let's talk. uh, Do baseball again? More baseball. I think maybe it's baseball time. Okay, let's let's do that for anybody who wanted baseball. Um, We talked about how Cespedes, uh, you know, went back to the Mets off the market. Last of the quote-unquote elite free agents. Um, There's still a few guys who were in Jeff Passan's top 25, if you want to use that as sort of a, you know, arbiter of of who matters. But, um, you know, most of the big guys that we've been waiting for are now off the board. So I'm wondering... Uh, Chris, you you actually this week covered, you wrote a thing about some of the best guys still out there, so you might have an advantage on this one, but I'm wondering who who has you most surprised that, that they have not signed yet with a with a team? So I would say the biggest surprise to me is probably Ian Desmond, uh, and that's for a number of reasons. I know he's, he's coming off a poor season, but shortstops don't usually hit the market it feels like if you're a good shortstop you probably sign an extension and up until last season Ian Desmond was a very good shortstop so you kind of figure you finally get this up the middle presence to hit the free agent market even though he's coming off a down year you know the overall shortstop position is pretty bad someone's going to rush out to sign this guy and it just hasn't happened yet and it's starting to look like he might have to take one of those one year uh, pillow contract deals and just kind of hope for a rebound and then get back on the market next season. So, yeah, Ian Desmond is is the big surprise to me. The, the Doug Fister route for you, exactly. Um, I'm gonna go with Giovanni Gallardo. Yep, that's and, a good one. And this is more of a, um, I guess, a short term surprise in the sense that I thought once you know I didn't expect him to go off the board super easily, but I thought that once. Uh, you know, the, the rest of the pitching market kind of shored up that he wouldn't last this much longer. Uh, so this is more of like, I thought this guy would have signed last week or, you know, 10 days ago. Uh, not that I expected him to sign, you know, a month ago or anything, but um, you would think that he would have been like the next guy to come off. Um, so he's, he's an interesting one. I, I also thought a lot about Howie Kendrick. Again, you know, middle infield guy. There's a lot of teams that, that need mm-hmm. him, that, that, you know, have a need in that position. And um, he's... You know, a dependable, good player. Um, so he's still out there. I guess let's, uh, just for anybody who, you know, wants to go through some of the list too, people, other people who aren't signed, um, who stands out to you? I know you had uh, Justin Morneau on your list. Yeah. Well, I, I think Dexter Fowler is probably the best uh, player still on the board. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, of, of the people, I mean, he's, he's definitely of the, like, top two or three that we um, talked about earlier. Right, and I feel like he maybe wasn't a great answer to the question you asked only because we knew there were going to be a lot of corner outfielders available. So there was kind of this scenario where Fowler got lost in the shuffle. Um, but but other than him, I mean, David Freeze is still out there. Uh, he kind of fills that same 
void as, as Desmond and Kendrick in that he was really the only third baseman on the market and no one's really signed him. Uh, Tim Lincecum, but we know that he's not really fully healthy, so he's going to have a showcase pretty soon and that'll probably attract some suitors. And then just because Tyler he's Clifford Tim Lincecum, is... though. Oh, go ahead. Finish up. Finish. No, go ahead. Go I was going to say, I, just because he's Tim Lincecum, him. I think that's going to be a interesting thing, though, you know? Well, I, I also feel like he he might have the most upside of any pitcher still around, um, but but his the chances that he returns to form are, are probably super low. Yeah, Matt Latos is out there too. Matt Latos, I I did forget about him. Yeah, he's uh, he he's significantly lower on on Jeff Passan's list. I know he you know Latos has had a rough couple of years and not just sort of a one year fluke, but. And when he was when he was good, he was pretty good. So um, he'll he'll probably get one of these deals like we saw today with um, with Doug Fister, and you know that could be good for him and a, and a win win all around too. Um, that, do we hit the major guys? Uh, I think so. And then I, I was going to mention Tyler Clippard as a oh, yeah. a reliever. Um, he's coming off a pretty good year ERA wise. There's some concern with the peripherals, but I feel like. He's got a long enough track record that it's a little bit surprising he's still available. Then after that, man, it's like, who's going to sign uh, David Murphy, right? And who's going to sign those type of guys? Where, right. Where's Juan Uribe going to go? David Murphy, not Daniel Murphy. I said David. Right, you did. Yeah. I was just making it clear for the Make, listeners. For the listeners, yeah. Yes. Alex Rios, where's Alex Rios going to go? You know, these are the, That's a tough one. These are, these are the big questions of our time. Right now, Dominic Brown, uh, he's he's available. He's somewhat interesting because I think he's 28 and a former top prospect. I hope but somebody, again, you're not getting really excited about Dominic Brown. I hope somebody goes for the Cliff Lee Grady Sizemore package deal. Yes, and just signs them both. Like, like, and they have to share the money based on like who plays who plays the most games. We're like, all right, we'll pay one of you guys five million dollars. We'll pay one of you three million, and whichever one of you does better gets the five million. I think that'd be fun. I that's not going to happen. But it would be fun. Sure, I'll give you that much. But yeah, I mean, I think like the the initial group of guys we mentioned, those guys could make could still make a big impact on a team. And then these these later guys are the types of guys you see on a spring training list, and you're like, oh hey, he's still around. I hope he has a good March and makes the team. True that. Um, speaking of spring training, I want to, I do want to talk briefly about the spring training caps cause it, you know, got a lot of chatter today and, uh, I, I know I had many opinions about them on, on Twitter, but, um, I, I want to start by asking you, which one did you like the best? Which one of the spring training? Uh, I mean, I have to echo everyone else and say I was a big fan of the White Sox. Right. Um, yeah, I, I like the, uh. The caps with the bat person on there. Yeah, yeah, I like that the guy logo. holding the bat. It's, it's, a, it's a nice logo, but uh, I'll say I liked a lot of them. Um, it, I think it's always kind of risky when when Major League Baseball reveals new uniforms and these brand new looks. And for the most part, uh, I was a big fan of a fair amount of the new uniforms and, and caps. Did. I've seen a public opinion both ways. 
What did you think of the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays, and, and I should, I'll give you a second to answer or to think about it. Uh, I should say, all this stuff is on, we wrote about it on Big League Stew today. There's a slideshow you can look at that has all the uh, the major changes, and there's a slideshow that literally has every cap and every jersey if you want to, you know, find your team, even if you just like the Angels and, you know, they didn't do any major changes. But um, there there are some major changes. The, the Tigers did a, you know, bright orange cap. The Dodgers did a cap with a, a different D. Um... There's, there's some interesting stuff. But uh, the Blue Jays one is one of the caps that I've seen with with very um, differing opinions. Like, I first saw it, and I was like, ugh. But then I've seen some people call it, like, you know, one of their favorites. Well, I'm a big fan of the just the Maple Leaf logo. Yeah. So I like that, but, but I don't like that it's a different color blue than we're used to associating with the Blue Jays. I know you've said it reminds you of a Dallas Cowboys hat. It does. And... Yeah, it really does, especially color-wise and the scheme. I, um, I, I don't know. I, I wish it was that that more royal blue or whatever the color is we associate with the Blue Jays. They, with. They, I wish it was I mean, that they've color. worn that one with the maple leaf hat, with the right. maple leaf on it for a couple of years now. Or they've even yeah, they, worn the, the red one with the maple leaf hat, which I thought was better. I don't know where the navy blue comes from, but people seem to like it. I think more for the maple leaf than the, than the color, but who's to say? The one that I like that, that not a lot of people are talking about, and I don't know, it's not it's not a total redesign, but I think they've just kind of tweaked it a little bit, is the um, the Braves one with the A. I've always liked that A, so I like I like what they're doing there. I think in the past it was one of those where the hat and the brim were a different color, and this okay. year they're all they're all navy blue. I think it was like navy blue and the the brim was uh, red, so this year it's just all navy blue. But um, I like that one a lot. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I kind of like the Royals one, just a KC, but then you've got the crown above it. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Is that something that they usually do, or is that brand new? Do you uh, know? I've never seen them do one of those. So yeah, good I timing, think right? That that's pretty neat. Um, the A's went with the elephant logo. I'm I'm a big fan of that logo. That's pretty cool. I like the Brewers, the MB, the glove mm-hmm. with the yeah. ball. Yeah, it's always a good one. What else? Well, I don't know. Like you said, the, the Tigers one is really weird. I mean, that's one of the bad ones. It, just because I don't know where they got. I don't know why they decided to to go with the orange. Looks like a Meyer, It looks like a, a fireball that Mario's thrown. Is what it looks yeah, like. I've said this three times now, but strange, it's what it is. That's yeah, it it's like. a strange thing. And uh, one, I guess one of the the more drastic ones is the Rays. They're going with the sunburst logo. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that one? I actually like it. I you know I. I think maybe what I might not like is when I see them in it and having like the the hat and the jersey. I think that might be too much. Yeah. Individually, I like them. I, I like that logo. I think it's a good kind of spring logo. I I tend to enjoy uh, uniforms that kind of have like that light blue, you know, sky blue, powder blue. Right. Thing. Same here. Yeah. So um, I like it, but also when I look at it, it screams out minor leagues to me. So you know, it doesn't really have like that that kind of feel that you would expect but i'm not i'm not right. hugely opposed to that I, I like things that are interesting and i think it's interesting um i, I well, guess I, think, I would yeah. i would i would probably like the jersey with a hat that's a different color or i would like the light blue hat with kind of a white jersey or something but i, I don't know if the light blue and light blue if they're going to wear them like that i think it might be a little much all right well yeah i mean in the same vein I 
as far as color scheme, I like the Mariners uniforms. I haven't seen a great picture of the hat yet, um, but I do enjoy, I don't know, that, that weird shade of green that, that they wear. So I'm a fan of those. This has been, so we, we've talked about politics and fashion today. Yeah. Button, and a little bit stuff, of baseball. Man. A little bit of baseball. Let's, uh, let's, let's bring in Bad News Ramen for three strikes, and Chris and I will be back shortly with uh, some important questions. See you in a minute. This is the Stew Pod. Brother from another mother. Brother from another mother. <laughs> Bad news, Robin. That was coined. That was coined way back when by a black sheep. I, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do my man Mello again. I think I did that one last week. Yeah, the, you can't associate me with the roots. After I just, I, I banged him pretty hard, saying that they sucked and stuff. But you, you know, you don't like the roots. I, I'm full of I'm full of hate this time around. So maybe that's what you're kind of looking for, oh. right? Like you want a guy that has a ton of hate, and, you know, and guy that moves the needle by saying negative things. I'm like your own Skip Bayless, right? No, I, I'll tell you what, the rest of the podcast is, is full of hate, so... So I, I gotta be light and fluffy and... No, you, and you, you be you, man, you do what you want. Is, is it just the week? I think it's the week, right? I think it's the week uh, week before Super Bowl, and it's it's packed over here in the Bay Area, everybody's getting on each other's nerves, so I think that's where the hate's coming from, so... Right. Yeah, so let, let's, let's, go into a, let's go into strike one. Strike one! Tell them bad going, news! We are going to talk about Corey Dickerson being traded uh, to the Temple... Temple to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and uh, it's supposedly supposed to clear a log jam up in outfielder that's, that the Rockies have. And my question is, is why the heck do you trade Corey Dickerson? And then before you even trade him, you sign a punch and Judy hitter like Gerardo Parra. I would much rather have a guy like Corey Dickerson that can can be shown to hit at least 290, in a range of you know 315 to 290 with 25 to 35 plus home runs. Uh, our 100 RBIs is definitely a possibility at, at that Rockies uh, park, but I just don't get it. I mean, I, I think the Rockies continually shoot themselves in the foot by pick, sticking with the wrong people, uh, doing deals for people that really don't really matter. I don't know why Gerardo Parra is, is so, you know, that's highway robbery. I mean, the guy yeah. like pretty much took the money and ran. I would, I would and, also and, say and, that... and, it's, and it's this side of like, don't don't cut me off, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> no, is is this is this side of like Matt Holiday, right? They got rid of Matt Holiday, and you know, at, at a, they had a, at a time they had like three really good uh, outfielders, and Holiday was their best one, and they let him go to Santa Santa Clara to uh, St. Louis, and Not I think A's, that, man. that he, were, he went to the A's. Did he get? Did, did, so they traded him, right? Yeah, didn't he went they? To the A's, and then they yeah. traded him to St. Louis, right? Yeah, that, well, that's that that yeah. even. That's even more of my point, right? I mean, Corey Dickerson's probably one of the, I think he's one of the most underrated hitters in baseball right now, and uh, I don't really care what park he's in, because I've been to plenty of Rocky games where I've watched like two one three one games. It's it's not the the lore that it had when they first op- opened because of the humidor and all that stuff. But uh, getting rid of Dickerson, is, it just it's an, it doesn't make any sense for me. I would say that just signing Para doesn't make sense. Like I don't I don't know why they did that. Like. You have outfielders, unless, unless you wanted to trade Carlos Gonzalez for like a really big package or something. Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, but even then, I mean, I mean Carlos Gonzalez. Okay, look, Carlos Gonzalez. Here, here's another guy too, right? Like he get he's injury prone, but when when he's healthy, and if he ever turns it around where he can stay healthy for uh, maybe two seasons, and you pair him with Corey Dickerson, I mean, they don't have much, right? But what they do have is they had some good hitting outfielders. They already got rid of Tula Whiskey, so where, where they are as a franchise, it's just you, they their farm system you know, is average. I, and, and their big signing is going to be like Corrado Parra. I mean, is, is Mike Hampton around? Is, is he available to start pitching for them as well? It's just, it's just stupid on all fronts. I mean, it, uh-huh. it's just kind of this case where I, where I just go like, you know, what's the point, you know, like two years ago, Colorado was an up and coming team. Uh, they didn't have pitching, but they had offense and, you know, you can, you can try to at least sign some pitchers or do whatever, but what they do is, you know, like, okay, let's trade away Tulo. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez is going to be out the door. And uh, instead of having like a, a kind of a kid in Corey Dickerson who doesn't cost us that much money, let's deal him off so we can watch the greatness of Gerardo Parra uh, punching a, a single into the outfield and then trying to steal a base. It's Gerardo actually Parra. the opposite of what smart teams do. Yes, which and, <laughs> and it shows that they're not a smart team. And I've actually covered the Rockies for a long time, and 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 I and I feel bad for the people that used to like actually want to watch the Rockies. And I don't know, dude. It, it's it's it. The mind's blown right now, right? I got I got my mind blown. So. Mind blown. So let's go to uh, strike. strike number two. Let them know bad news. That's my hype, man. I'm trying to do. Oh hype yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing you're doing it good. I I enjoy it, and and I'm I'm like the most unhyped guy right now. Like, let me let's talk about strike number two. Uh, strike number two is uh, Ian Desmond and the Washington Nationals uh, said that the ship has sailed on trying to resign this guy. And here's the thing: this guy's approaching thirty. He they offered him like a five year. 89.5 million dollar deal and ian desmond didn't didn't jump at that you want to talk about stupidity ian desmond we, we talk about the value of like a Corey dickerson i think ian desmond is one of the most overrated players ever and his hanging hat is that like for the past like four years he's averaged 20 home runs and 20 steals my dog can average 21 20 runs and 20 steals i mean your dog that barks all the time you know while, while we're trying to do this podcast he can average 20 home runs and 20 steals it's, he hasn't barked yet don't jinx him I, i'm not going to jinx him I, but Des- Desmond, I mean, talk about a guy that, you know, is winning the lottery. And he's like, oh, no, I, you know, dude, you're 30 years old. You you have never proven to be the five-tool prospect that everybody said you were going to be. Uh, that's where you need to take the money run. Be, be like Gerardo Parra on this part. So, yeah, Ian Desmond, you're a waste of my time. Don't draft him in fantasy baseball drafts. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Where I was like, I drafted Ian Desmond. And he's like, oh, man, Ian Desmond. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was five years ago, dude. You suck. And, and deal with it. You should have taken the, the 90 mil. And you could have just, you know, half-assed like you do no matter where you play, and you would have been one of the luckiest guys in the world. Yep. And now well, he's going to get a one-year contract. One-year contract. And, then, and you know what he's going to do? He's, he's going to go like the – he's going to go the Cole Hamels route, right? He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna have like a really great year. He's going to make the money, and then he's going to go back to revert to the way he was before. We, we need good shortstops in the hey, league. Hey, Cole Hamels, you know? man. You, you, any, any opportunity to hate on Cole Hamels, you hate on Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels and Zach Greinke. Those are those are the two guys. If if uh, if if I could if if I could be like uh, who's the closer over there for the Nationals that hates uh, Bryce Harper? Jonathan uh, Papelbon. Yeah, Jonathan Papelbon. Yeah. If I could be like Jonathan Papelbon, that that's who I am. I mean, if I remember the dugout with those two guys, I, I'd be I'd be fighting them every single day. It's like, why do you suck so much? Why do you make so much more money than I do? They, they need people like me back Let, there. Let's note that my dog did not bark through anything. That we've recorded like an additional like. 40 minutes of podcast, but until you said it, he started barking in the background. If you well, hear. Hey, now he's going to, now he's going to average 20 home runs and, 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 and 20 steals. And you, you can, you can work at you. a deal. Barks at you. 
you like you can like name your dog Harada Para and, and you'll be gold. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go into strike three and and I'm gonna this is kind of coming off of some other hate, but you know to the reaction to the story, but uh, the the holy uh, ground known as baseball, Major League Baseball. Uh, has hired a, a guy from uh, the Pittsburgh, from the Pittsburgh, from the Pittsburgh Pirates to uh, kind of increase the diversity pool in uh, on-field hires and baseball operations. And I, I'm kind of on the fence with this, and and I, I think there needs to be a little bit of background with this. Is that you know, I have a Hispanic last name. Um, I'm you know I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Japanese, and I, I can list whatever it is. Uh, you have the last name of Vasageta, and uh, I'm not going to try to assume what you are. Um, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a thing when, when you're a minority and I, I'm kind of on the fence on both ways, right? Like I'm, when I was being interviewed for jobs for newspapers and stuff, and I think you kind of had the same deal, uh, they, they would look at my last name and they go like, oh, this guy's a minority and we need a, you know, we need a Latino voice in a newspaper, right? Because our, our company's coming down on us. We need diversity, this, that, and this. I think diversity is one of the worst words ever in, in the English language. And then when I would fly out there and I would get off the plane, they're looking for someone, they're looking for someone. On, and I can pass as being white. And when they, uh, when they saw me, when they met me, they were like, man, we, we hit the golden ticket with this kid. You know, like he has a, he has a Hispanic last name, but he actually kind of acts like a white guy. Um, and I, I just kind of want to get your feelings on this because I mean, I think there needs to be diversity, but I, in, in baseball, but I think it needs to be done the right way. I still think that as United States citizens or people that are coming into this country to work here, uh, hard work pays off in the end. And I'd much rather have a hardworking person, no matter what nationality is, you know what I want? I want a person that I'm going to hire or to put in a position where their race is not an issue. Like I'm not, I wouldn't look at that guy and go like, Oh, he's black. So I'm, you know, I need to hire a black guy. No, it's like, I, I want to hire someone that is so good at his job that his race is an issue. I don't care what you are. It's like, do the best that you can do at your job. And hopefully, um, in the world that we live in now, that's going to pay off because if someone's going to can make money off of you, they'll make money off of you. And I don't know if you, you know, what does this pool do? They're like, well, you know, here's, here's the job for, for grounds crew. And Hey, look, here's, here's a bunch of minorities that you can hire as compared to a white guy. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm on the fence of both of it. I, I you know, cause I, I get it on both sides, right? It's like when, when I was in high school, when I was in high school and everything, um, I would get calls every single day from the army. They're like, dude, you know, come join the army. Cause they look at my last name and they thought I was, I was like some bum or some geek off the street. And, uh, <laughs> You know, but I, I, I get I get ton of calls about it. And then when I when I became a professional and I, and I worked in a professional field, uh, my last name definitely got the foot in the door for an interview. And then I would kill him in the interview where they would say, like, we have to hire this guy. And it, it was kind of a thing where I worked 10 times harder because I didn't want to be known as a guy that got the job off my last name. I wanted to be better than everybody else. So my race didn't become an issue. And I was kind of wondering what, what you thought about that. You having a minority last name as well. Well, first of all, I will say we got much deeper than, than we started with Corey Dickerson and Ian Desmond, but uh, I'm not I don't have a problem with that. But uh, this one did get serious. I, I will say this, and I don't know if this directly answers your question, but more of like my thoughts on diversity. Um, uh, first and foremost, I, I do think diversity is important, but I, I guess I also look at diversity as more than just like what's your last name and what color is your skin, um, especially such coming in like a newspaper world where to me like where diversity is bad where, where the diversity is lacking is in point of view so 
Um, I, I think if we're doing the, you know, the graph, there, there's definitely some overlap in the circles of, you know, minorities and like different points of view. But sometimes there's not. So I think that when you're talking about like people working at a newspaper, and this is different than people working in baseball, but when you're talking about people working at a newspaper, like a lot of those people tend to have like come from the same background and have the same perspective. So you want to bring in people who have different perspectives. So sometimes that diversity is just age. It's just having, you know, people with different interests and, you know, people who understand certain things. I mean, there was a, there, there was a, um, a, this is an example, nothing to do with newspapers or, or baseball or anything, but there was a thing going around the internet this week of some ad somewhere where somebody made and it was like, uh, for some, I don't know what the product was, but the slogan they used was like, she loves the D, right? And it, I mean, anybody of, of sure, my age. Are you sure your sponsors are okay with that? <laughs> but I mean, like, but the people who did that, like, didn't didn't understand that that could mean something else to younger people. You know, like when we say the D, you know, the, so that's what I mean. Like having having diverse opinions within within your staff, like, avoid stuff like that from happening. Taking that idea to baseball, though, um, you know, I think I think diverse diversity there is important in a couple ways. Um, we we've seen a wave of diversity in baseball. As it relates to, I think, schools of thought, you know, it, it used to be all kind of like one type of people in the front office. And, you know, now we kind of have a, a diverse group of thinking in the sense that we have people who, you know, study different types of, of ways to quantify, you know, production when we're talking about advanced stats and things like that. So I think, I think you know, baseball has become diverse in that sense. But, um, you know, as a whole, you look around baseball and, and you say, yes, there is like a certain lack of um diversity in you know hiring and and you know it is you go to the winter meetings for instance at the job fair and one of my friends there said this he's like it's just all the same guy it's just you know a a thousand of the same guy walking around and it is i mean those are the people that seek out jobs in baseball and you know that doesn't mean that the the one person that stands out is more qualified but you know you do want to have different points of view so Again, that doesn't directly answer your question, but that's kind of like my thoughts on it. Um, I would agree first and foremost that you should always strive to be hired because you're the best person for the job. Um, But I think looking internally as an organization, you should also strive to make sure that you have various points of view that help you in your mission. That make sense? Yeah. And, you know, and I think the I think the pipeline will do that. I mean, if, if it's approached that way, then, yeah, I, I'm for it. It, it. It's kind of a you know, you, all, it, you have three arguments with this thing. Right. One of them is uh, you have, say, a lot of Caucasians saying like, well, there's reverse discrimination. Uh, you know, does it really reflect what baseball is? And, and that's kind of a that's like the most like opposite end of, of, of misunderstanding that that's allowed because it's, it's the easy argument. I would say at the same time, too. Um, you know, like my kids go to school, right? And it, it's a highly Hispanic area uh, in San Jose, and they put everything out. They did, you know, when they put out, say, like bulletins for what the school's going to do. Uh, the principal puts out an email. She does it in English and she does it in Spanish. And, and I'm going, like, listen, like when my grandparents came over, they had to speak English, right? And it, my whole thing is like, don't make it easy for someone to just kind of keep on doing, keep on doing what they're doing without trying to assimilate themselves in the culture that they're in because when when you're in the united states you have to assimilate into the culture that's there um at the same time i it's you know this is kind of where it's touchy touchy for me where it's like i personally feel that if if you come into the if you come into the united states you don't speak english try to learn english 
And when you're trying to talk to me in your broken English, I'll do my best to try to to talk to you in my broken Spanish, right? I mean, I don't, I'm not a Spanish, I'm not a native Spanish speaker. I, I talk like a three or four year old, but the whole thing is that I try to do it because I want to, I want to get to know the person uh, that I'm speaking to and, and try to get where they come from. Cause I think I'm a little bit more understanding than a lot of people are, even though I spew a lot of hate about guys like Ian Desmond and, and Horada Parra, but, but it, it's, it's both back and forth, right? It's like, there has to be like a mutual understanding that, Okay, I'm trying to learn where you're coming from. You're trying to learn where I'm coming from. What's the best way that we can that we can communicate, and you know, so we have better relations in the future. Um, so you know, I'm I'm kind of against the whole thing of putting stuff in Spanish. You know, I mean, I mean, the whole thing is, I understand why it's done, but at the same time, it's like it's very easy for a Spanish-speaking person to never learn Spanish ever in the United States because, or never learn English in the United States because we make it easier for them to keep on with you know speaking their language which i have no problem with like i have no problem with them speaking their language they don't have to speak english but it's just kind of that you know it's kind of the easy way out and i i think that you know pipeline my first reaction is like it's an easy way out right it's an easy way to instead of addressing the bigger issue of like why are there not minorities in baseball why are the same people at the winter meetings or why are the same people interviewing for for jobs how can we tap into that and how can we change that and if it's a case where uh, they're doing that and, and they're starting to address the issues, then then go ahead, because we me and you come from from an age of, of working that I had the I had the editor and the assistant editor walk in the newsroom and they're literally counting all the minorities in the newsroom saying, you know what, we hit our quota. We're fine. So there, there's a problem with that. And but I, I, so I to me, I think I think the, the value of diversity is where people, I think, get misconstrued because if, if diversity is just a quota you have to meet, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, again, it, it should be the idea that, you know, we value having different opinions and different viewpoints in our organization because we know it's going to help us accomplish our task. And, like, if, if you are legitimately understanding that, I think your, your business is going to be better off and you're going to hire the right people as opposed to just looking around and being like, okay, there's the Mexican, let's hire him. Or, you know, there's there's the black kid, let's hire him. Because then you're just doing it wrong and, and that defeats the purpose. So um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people kind of get stuck on that point of like, oh, we're just going to hire, you know, any old person and, and not look at it the other way from, from the point of view of the organization. And if the organization isn't, isn't doing it that way, then ultimately it's not going to work anyway. So... I guess that that's how I look at it. I, I think you got to you got to you have to value diversity in your hiring before you can make diversity work for you. And then you get and then you have guys like you that have a, a Hispanic last name, and you prove people wrong, or, or you you kind of open people's eyes to say, hey, you know, like you know, we we can do this, right? I mean, and and that, I think that's the thing is like my last point that I wanted to make was that. If you're, you know, because I think me and you both in our careers have been kind of used as figureheads saying like, hey, you know, we have a, you know, we have this kid and, you know, you know, John was from the streets and, you know, he had a, you know, he had a, well, I just said my name. Hey, look at that. Bad News Rum was from the streets and, and he had to, uh, you know, he had to deal with gangs and, you know, and so he, he kind of, you know, he had to deal with the gang culture and, you know, had to get through all that garbage to, to be where he is at today. And look at our organization has hired this guy and look at the look at the success that he is. Right. And so we, we've done that. My whole thing is like if, if you're going to use that, if you're going to use me in that way, then in turn, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the best person that I can be. And in the end, I'm going to be better than everybody else in your news organization. And for another young kid coming up that maybe has a, a last name, you know, because it's kind of like what our relationship 
that we had, right? It's like, I knew you were going to face the same, some of the same problems that I did. And it's like, well, this kid's better than I am. So let, let, let me make it a little bit easier for him and, and to kind of tell him what's up so he can be far more successful in the field that I really care about. And, and I think it's really shown right now with this conversation that me and you are having. So if diversity is done the right way, if, if, the, if the idea of what diversity is going to be for this pipeline, if it has as much thought as we just did in five minutes, which was very for easiest for to do. I think it was like we, 10 minutes, but yeah. 10 minutes, but because we are diverse, you know, <laughs> then, then, I, I, then there, there was some hope for it. Uh, you know, just if, if it's going to be a blanket thing, then, then it's just adding more problems to, to what we have in our country. Podcast is deep this week, man. We talked about how there's not, not a ton of baseball news this week, and we've, we've spent uh, like 20 minutes talking about Donald Trump and like 10 minutes talking about diversity and – I, 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 I might I might end it off with Rick Flair, you know, who's from North Carolina, you know, who, who's born in Minneapolis and lives in North Carolina. Right. So there we go. <laughs> I, I, uh, I will say for anyone who's mad that they're saying like, hey, this, you know, I want to hear about baseball, like all these issues connect to baseball. Baseball is a, is, is a part of society. These are issues that affect society. And if uh, if you can't handle that within your sports, I'm sorry. But um, sometimes these are the conversations you have to have. You know, and you want the truth. And if you want to be the Tom Cruise, I'll be your Jack Nicholson. You gonna do a woo for us? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't do the woo on cue. Well, excuse me. Woo! Is, there we go. See, there we go. <laughs> this is Stupid. We'll be back. Thanks to Bad News Ramen for joining us. Uh, Chris is back, and Chris, we're going to get to some important questions in a minute, but um, I, I want to ask you, I, I guess this is not really an important question, but it is a question I want to ask you. We, we started up our Homer History Series this week, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we've, we've done a few of them. We're going to have them going daily for about a month, maybe even longer. Um, because this is the podcast, I'll let you guys end on some exclusive stuff. We got we got ones coming up next week from Larry King. Uh, Tim Brown has given us one. Uh, we got one from Rob Snyder coming. Uh, I'm trying to reach out and get some some cool uh, celebrities and or Twitter people and, and whatnot. So there's gonna be some good ones to look forward to. Um, Chris, you're writing one, and I think the one you're writing does not fit this. But I wanted to ask you because this is kind of the point. The point of Homer history is to you know, kind of retell home runs from, from our perspective that are meaningful to us or memorable for for one reason or another. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, the most famous home run in the world. It could be something that you just kind of like for whatever reason. And th- this kind of fits that latter part. Um, what is what is the coolest home run you've seen in person, like at the baseball stadium, not on TV? Ah, uh, okay. This is a great question. Um, as you know, and maybe the listeners know, I worked for a couple major league teams um, in the like the scoreboard department, so I wasn't wasn't doing scouting or anything like that. So I've seen a lot of baseball games. The Brewers. Um, you played second worked... base for the Rays that year, though. Right. right of was course. that with you? No. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, the Brewers. I was with the Brewers for a couple years, and then the Nationals. So this is tough. I would say. The best home run I probably saw in person was Jason Worth's walk-off in the playoffs. I think that was against the Cardinals. It was maybe uh, game four of that a, series. That's a good one. 
Yeah, that was crazy because obviously it was the playoffs and it was a walk-off. So it's hard to top the excitement of that type of thing. And what, what were you doing? I was... What was I doing? I was running the scoreboard graphics that day. So mm-hmm. I, when he hit that home run, I had to click the button that said home run, and then we showed it on the board. <laughs> and I actually called that. I called, I, I think I put it on Twitter. I'm like, Jason Worth is hitting the game-winning home run next half inning, and then it happened. Why, why, are, why are you not writing this for home history? Um, because I think the one I chose for home history has a better story. Okay. Well, you can do two but, if you want. But uh, now that, see, you made me pick one, but now I'm just going to mention all the cool ones. <laughs> okay. Um, I think the first walk-off I ever saw was Gabe Kapler for the Brewers, and so that one just sticks in my mind because it was the first walk-off I experienced in person. Mm-hmm. And then I was at a game where um, former White Sox prospect, who wound up being a terrible bust, Joe Borchard, he hit... Probably a 500-foot home run. It was one of the furthest home runs I've ever seen. He was an awful player. My friends were heckling him from right field earlier in the game, and then he just blasted this ball. And so that that one, not as exciting, but the type of experience you probably will never forget. Cool. So uh, what about you? I've, I've seen some good ones in a professional capacity the last couple of years. You know, I was at game one this year for Alex Gordon. I mean, that was cool. Um but the one that probably stands out the most would be Travis Ishikawa from two years ago. Um, yeah, okay. In the, that was NLCS, right? Or, yeah, that was against, no. That was the NLDS against the Nats. So that was the game where, um, you know, Michael Morris came off the bench and hit the hit the home run, and then Travis Ishikawa hit it uh, to win the game. And that was one of those things where, I mean, I didn't predict it, but I, I – I had I pulled my phone out and started recording like just in case, you know, like to have the the video of the moment, right. the crowd yeah. going crazy, and he did hit it. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So that one is probably the the craziest like environment because then it was, you know, home run. Um, we're rushing down to you know out of the press box to do interviews and the fans are just going nuts because it's you know at home and. <laughs> So that that's like a crazy environment. So that's probably the the most exciting one that I think I've seen. Um, I I just thought of another one that uh, that I don't know. I might want to replace my Homer history now. <laughs> you could so, do more uh, than one, man. You don't got to. Well, I don't know. I I feel like uh, I'm going to bring it up now. And if you think that we should just replace my other idea, we can just totally cut this part out. And if not, we'll just leave it in. Is that? Does that work for you? Leave it in. We've already spoiled stuff for the people. I mean, if they're listening to this deep into the podcast, then they're, then they're homies and they can they can know. Well, I I saw a home run that didn't happen during a game, but it's like it's probably the best story I have. Um, I, I guess I'll just go. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you about it right now. Okay. Uh, so when I was working with the Nationals the day Bryce Harper signed his contract, mm-hmm. and so. They, you know, he came in with Scott Boris, he signed his contract, and it was the first time he got to be in the park and walk around, and he took batting practice, and this was, like I said, this was the day he signed, so he was 17, maybe maybe 18 at the oldest at this mm-hmm. point, point. Yeah. and I happened to be on the field when he was taking batting practice, and at first, he, you could tell, like, he was kind of nervous, he was having a hard time making contact and hitting the ball, and I think it was Jim Riggleman 
he was maybe throwing pitches or one of the coaches were and they came up to him and they talked to him for a minute probably tried to calm his nerves and one of the next pitches he hit into the third deck in right field and it was easily one of the furthest balls ever hit in in nationals park i mean that was adam dunn territory and this was a 17 year old kid and that was the first home run he hit in nationals park and it was just this ridiculous experience standing there and watching it on the field. I think that's a great story, Chris. I think we Yeah, could... that that's the best baseball story I have. You have probably. like three you have like three legitimate Homer histories you could write now. Well, um that one didn't happen in a game, but that's okay. that's my go to baseball story. It's okay, man, we can we can uh, we can get crazy with it. <laughs> so the, yeah, there you go. Do you have a do you have an important question this week? Yes, I do. Let's hear it. It's related to free agency. There's guys still out there. And so I figured, Mike Oz, if you were a free agent right now, and we're going to take the team equation out of it. So team doesn't, doesn't matter. It, if, it doesn't matter if you're signing with a contender or just looking for playing time. Of these three factors, I want you to rank these three factors for signing with a team, basically. So... When you're considering signing with the team, what do you rank the highest and what do you rank the lowest of these three? The weather in the city, the food in the city, or the landmarks and attractions of the city? Hmm. So you're saying that everything else is equal, money and... Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Don't, you don't even think about all that stuff. Okay. Um... Well, my my inclination is is to go food, but then you think of it like you're not too often, you know, eating on your own. You're, you know, at the ballpark or on the road, so I don't know how much of an actual factor that might be. Um, I kind of feel like the weather might be the the one that impacts your life the most. So I would go weather food um tourist attractions is the last one right yeah yeah that's that's what i would do oh i think that's the most logical i feel like i would probably put food above weather but yeah, the that's, the, that's, the, that's the problem there is like it, food has become such a big thing everywhere that no matter where you live you're going to be able to find a good you know thai restaurant or place to get mexican food so it's probably less important than weather overall, but I just, I really love food. So I'm putting okay. it number one. <laughs> that, that's fine, man. Go with your gut. All right, good. Literally. Yes. Um, they, I just don't think that, that you, we have, like, your, your, the restaurants in the city would impact your life on an everyday basis. Um, You're right. But on those off days, man. That's true. Who cares if it's raining when you can go? Well, how much money are you deal. making? Like, are you making enough money that you have a private jet and you just go fly anywhere you want all the time? Because then it no. doesn't matter. You're not A-Rod. Oh, okay. Good old A-Rod. But we, we both agree uh, landmarks and local attractions. I mean, that doesn't really matter, right? Uh, I, that, would, that would depend more contextually. Like, like if I have a family and kids and stuff, like, like that, that might matter you know to stuff for them to do and, and whatnot um like 
Washington, D.C. might be more appealing because you could do all the touristy stuff and take them to the Lincoln Memorial. and Or, or places that just have, you know, things that things that kids like versus... Legoland. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that, might, right. that might matter a little bit, but... Um, that, 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 to me, I, I, if I'm a baseball player, I'm not looking at myself like, oh, you know, I'm going to go, I need, I need to live where, uh, you know, the Smithsonian museum is or whatever. Cause, right. Right. You know, odds are you've probably been there. You've been to DC already. So if you really want to go there, you can go there. You're not like you're going there every week. Um, true. So unless you're one of those people that goes to Disneyland every week and you want to play in Anaheim, you know? So. Right. Right. Mike Trout. I heard that's what Mike Trout does. I don't. I don't know about that. No, he just he just uh, hangs out with his telescope and watches the weather patterns. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what Mike Trout does. He's busy <laughs> going on the Weather Channel and stuff. He doesn't need Disney World. I think we're done. All right. This has been the Stew Pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading Big League Stew. Uh, it's very important to do what Chris is going to tell you next. You need to go on iTunes and leave us a review. Rate and review us on iTunes. You can do that by searching StuPod in the little search bar. And then just give us five stars or whatever number you deem necessary, but hopefully five. And leave us a short little comment. Especially if you love Donald Trump. If you're a Donald Trump fan, definitely give us five stars. Well, maybe that will help us with engagement. People will be so angry that they'll comment. They'll make they'll rate and review. It'll be great. I mean, I don't know why they'd be angry. We 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 gave both of these men a platform for their views. True. We did not criticize them. Nope. Did not say I did not say a bad word about Donald Trump, did I? Maybe we should have though. <laughs> this has been stupid. We'll see you next week. Bye everyone.